Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Green Surgeons Podcast, episode 46. We're happy that you're here with us. This month. We? Wow, it's 40, Wait, 46 or 146? 46. <laughs> Definitely not 146. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... Yeah, this will be the last um, episode... For the Sedgley giveaway for July. Ooh. I just got mine in yesterday. I got my Sedgley in yesterday. No? Oh, no kidding. No, we have yeah. we have one more. We have one more after this? Well, yep. for the July giveaway, this is the last podcast. If you're listening to this now and you haven't entered the chance to win a Sedgley, make sure you go to www.greensearchspodcast.com and enter your chance to win a Sedgley. I'm right so, here, man. So so I show up to my house yesterday, right? Come back from Jennifer's. I show up, I, I come up to my back door, and there's this huge box. I'm talking Ooh. massive. And there's like little holes cut out in it. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's got leather by dragonfly stickers all over it. And I'm like, what is this? And I like go to poke it and like moves around a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, there's something in there. I open it up and it said, "Yeah, I, they shipped me. They sent me the Sedgley. Uh-huh. Yeah. They shipped me all and so over." So I had Sedge, I had Sedge clean up the basement. I had him mm. cut the grass. I had him dethatch my yard. Mm. Um, I, I I just started putting him to work. Oh, and yeah. So it was it, it was, was enjoyable too. It was taking orders from mm. you and making sure it was done mm. right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want Sedge to come over and work at your house. You need to enter this giveaway so that you can win a Sedgley. He comes and changes Leo's diapers for me every weekend. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. And and yours. We Yeah. Ben, we, we have one more week that they're going to be able to to win a Sedgley. When, no. So, so yeah, this, this comes out. I'm doing it on Mondays now. I'm releasing on Mondays for the free feeds. So, oh, wait. Yeah, this is right. the 25th. <laughs> the 25th. Oh, sorry. God. It's been a long. It's been a long. Sorry, month. guys. Sorry, guys. He's a work in progress. Okay, we've only done <laughs> this what forty-seven a... times now, Ben. Forty-six. Forty-six. Okay. One forty-six. Technically, that's we have done it forty-seven. The first one never worked. <laughs> you remember that? That's right. <laughs> well, there was the pilot. We knew that it was going to be a yeah. pilot. Uh, oh, the pilot. What do they call those? The lost episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. All right, Jason, anyway. it's your topic this week. <clears throat> what are we doing? It is. Are we not talking about what we've been up to? We can. I just want to throw it to you. Oh, okay. <coughs> uh, so tonight's, we are going to briefly discuss what we've been up to, what we got going on. Um, but tonight's topic is going to be, I'm excited about this topic and I'm excited about next week's topic, but uh, tools that we could live without and we're also going to make a case for why we would we know or we think that we could be okay without that tool. Now, with that being said, we have talked about this kind of uh, off and on because it's come up in other conversations, but this episode is dedicated specifically to tools that we could live without and why. But let me tell everybody about what I've been up to. 
Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess yeah. so. You're just going to sit there and tell us anyway, so. That's true. No, really nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, my mind is all over the place. I don't want to get too deep into this, but Ben, you know how every once in a while I'll get in these weird, like, spells where like i can't focus what, on one thing because i'm trying to what focus do you mean on every once things? in a while when you say every <laughs> once in a while does does a while mean every day is that no it's really bad right now it's really bad right now i actually tried to talk with nicole about it yesterday and i think it's because it's so close to the end and my mind is just racing so many things to do with the house so i'm trying to get back on track um starting to lean pretty heavily forward on my business idea that I want to do going mm -hmm. uh, into next year. So some exciting stuff coming with that. Still not going to talk about it just yet. Did you, um, did you get your HIV test done before you start that? Yeah. <laughs> well, part, part of the plan is you want to start gonna, clean, you know, man. You I have start to get clean. tested every week. It's like a policy. Are you going to travel too to like Vegas? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Monte Primarily Carlo? it will be in Vegas, but I don't want to talk about what it is yet. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because, so the only a, thing that I really, it's a confidential clientele list. Mm -hmm. You don't want right. to disclose anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing I've really been up to and has been kind of consuming my time is uh, the patio. So I just wanted to briefly talk about that. We've been talking about doing the deck. I know we talked about it here. Um, we're not going to do that now. So uh, Nicole and I discussed it and we like the pros to doing the concrete slab a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had three estimates and I'll have a fourth one this week. Um, and once we, once we do that, we actually had two estimates, didn't really know exactly what we wanted, figured out what we wanted, <laughs> told the third guy. And now I have the second guy redoing the estimate and I'll be showing a 3D model because I was doing it in SketchUp of our back patio. So um, are you, are you going to do a, like just a regular slab? Or, or basic slab, or are you going to try to do like some, some kind of ornate something? Uh, stamped concrete? No. Um, that was the plan. Nicole, I knew what stamped concrete was. Nicole had a different understanding of what stamped concrete was. And she does not like the texture and she does not like the look. So therefore, we are just going to go with the standard broom finish. Mm -hmm. um, we really liked it at our last house and there was really no reason to... Yeah. to change it. She just thought stamped concrete meant something a little bit different. Like we could get like stamped tile, but not like brick or stone, no, you know, looking. A, it's just a laid in pattern. It's or a, Right. What we wanted was so basic that it, it, it isn't really stamped concrete. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but she doesn't want it bottom line. Um, yeah. Which is great because it's cheaper because we're not doing that. So, yeah. Um, but that's what we'll be doing. Uh, have a little fire pit out there and I'm going to rip everything out and that should be pretty cool. Um, when that's going to happen, probably not. I'm a little bummed out though, because obviously now I'm not going to have the, the content to do it, but I will be building an outdoor kitchen. That'll be cool. So, uh, and that'll, that'll probably be next spring. Um, but so one of the things that I've got to figure out is like how to run that gas line where it is now to out to where the concrete would stop. Cause I'm going to run it under. So it's already there. Mm. Same thing with the electrical. I already have an electrical outlet out there by that. Uh, said, you know, that pond. Yep. There's, there's actually a, a plug there. Yeah. So the cable's already there. Everything's already there. 
Um, I just got to pull it off the wall for the house and then run it underneath where the thing will go. So I know a good electrician that, that can do that. Yeah. He's too busy, man. Yeah. He's way too busy, but that's, um, I mean, that's, that's really what I've been up to. Nothing, nothing too exciting. I'll start doing some fun stuff in the shop here soon, but that's kind of taken all of my time as you know, this patio stuff, it's a safety concern at this point. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, Sedge, what about you? Just organizing the shop. And because I got that extra space now with the shed, I just dropped the shed video, uh, last Sunday and, uh, the whole process of having it delivered on, it was pretty cool, but I hope people notice that it really opened up the shop and it's completely different now. And I moved some pieces around and I'm going back and forth where I should start moving stuff. And I've been standing out there just looking at the space in the evenings, just going, well, what if I did this? What if I did this? So I'm going to utilize your critical aisle eye and uh, listen to some advice from you, Jason, when you come over. Yes. So uh, first of all, I wanted to say, I watched the video. I loved it. It was great. Um, And I could tell just from the video, how much of a difference it is. So I'm excited to see it uh, this weekend, you know, pending, you know, yep. Leo tests negative on hey, Friday. Hey, one of the things I did is I took the time to uh, fill sand and paint that wall. And sometimes just repainting a wall because you have all the scuff marks from all the garden tools and stuff. Yeah, it just re- rejuvenates the space. Marianne freaked out. She was like, wow. And there was a couple other little things that I did with some trim just to make it look better because there was a hole in the wall around my uh, my uh, photo cell for my outside lights, and it looks kind of cool. So I've just been doing some of that. And But the thing that you do when you open up a space, and this is always the process or the ongoing thing, is shop organization. Oh, I wonder if I put that over there and I do this, and would the flow be better? And 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 then all of a sudden I get a little, how do you say, stuck. Mm-hmm. And then I you go, need, whoop. You need another pair of eyes. I think so. And it'll be cool. Um, what else have I been up to? I got, oh my God, I got family in town. Uh, my uh, brother-in-law and my niece and my grandnephew. And it started out because you guys know we got three golden doodles. Well, they mm-hmm. have a golden doodle and a, Aussie miniature doodle. So we have five dogs in the house right now. What? And I came home from work yesterday and I thought, oh no, they're going to be back and stuff like that. I was telling Ben before we started, it's like one big rug (laughs) walking around this place. They're all like doodled out and laying around. And it's like, it's just, you know what it is? It's just great having family in town. It -hmm. really is just chilling. So that's what I've been up to and just getting some stuff ready. Um, my day job, of course, Festool, I'm getting all my fall uh, travel ready. Um, I was speaking with Atlas Tool up in Toronto today, and we're going to do uh, a Sedge Saturday, which we always do in the fall up there. It's going to be fun. We were just trying to figure out what I'm going to be demoing all day Saturday. If you guys, if you're ever in Toronto, anybody listening, you've got to go buy Atlas Tool. I want to go so bad. It is one of the nicest showrooms that I've ever been into. And it's family owned and operated. And they're just the most wonderful family. So I was talking to Sean who kind of runs the whole thing now. And it's pretty cool. 
So that's what I've been up to. Just getting through, making sure everything's running. Oh, and I just reviewed the, our next video today. Uh, Chris just sent it over. And I got to, this is one of the first times I got to do a little bit of a reshoot because it's not that I want this video perfect. It's one I know so many people have been asking for over the years. And it's a, it's a calibration video about Festool. And I'll leave it at that. But that, that should drop Sunday. I'm not positive. So when this comes out, it'll probably be out there. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it because I've wanted to do this forever. And I'm talking way before I started Tool. I've always wanted to do something because I, I don't think there's a video out there on how to do this calibration. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. Well, how about you, Mr. Marshall? I finished uh, the last two videos of my uh, my motorcycle trip series on my other channel. Watched those this weekend. Feedback hey, is really good on it. I want to interrupt. Did you post them yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I posted because them on I, uh, Sunday, I believe. Okay, because I went on there this weekend. Because Come on, man. I was jonesing to watch them. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, watch them after that. the podcast I, I, tonight. It was either Saturday or Sunday morning I released them. I can't remember. Cool. But I uh, finished editing those last week, and then Jennifer and I had engagement pictures this weekend, which was a lot of fun. And now I'm just um, – I think I'm just kind of prepping for whatever my next video is going to be. And it's summertime, a lot of yard work. I'm still trying to wrap up the, the French drain project because um, now that big tree is finally gone. And uh, just just trying to tidy that up just a little bit. There's still some loose ends that I've got to tie up with that. So that's pretty much it. Cool. I can't wait to watch those videos, man. Love them. They're okay. <laughs> They're more than okay, dude. <laughs> Are you often getting your fingers stuck because of the super glues? Are your fingers usually crusty at the end of the day because you've been trying to hide all your woodworking mistakes? Well, say goodbye to those crusty and stuck together fingers with Hans's Finger Shredder. Our patented double carbide blades embedded with the meat grinding technology ensures that your super glue is off your fingers in no time. <laughs> And because your fingers will be gone, you no longer have to worry about the super glue holding them together. Don't believe me how it works? Ask one of our longtime customers, Drew Burton, about his experience. Drew, Drew, please press the button before you try to speak in the microphone. Drew, no, 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 you have to push the button. Why are you using your nose? Drew doesn't have any fingers left. He's used it too many times. That's how well it works. Well, anyways, that's Hans's finger shredder. Order today. For sure. Well, let's let's do this. This is kind of like perfect timing for this topic because the last when my mind starts racing like this and I can't focus, I also have a tendency to do meth. Want to buy tools while doing meth. Um, <laughs> oh my God. No, so lately I've I've been online. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, hey, uh, yeah, yeah. You got? I need like fifty nail guns. You guys got fifty nail guns? <laughs> So funny you mentioned that because <laughs> look what I have sitting right here. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally one of the things I was going to talk about. All right. So, but yeah, the great, great topic uh, or great segue into is the it, topic of what we could live without. Is it, is it like an anxiety thing? Is that why you go out and buy a tool? Do you think? No, I think for me, okay. I'm at the or point now anxiety, where like I like an anxiousness kind of thing. No, I'm just at the point now where I, I don't think I need to buy tools. And for the longest time, I was so 
used to doing this business in terms of building furniture and everything for the sole purpose of buying tools. So, you know, anytime I ever made profit early on, I took that money and dumped it into other tools. Some of those were great purchases. Some of them were not. Now it's very rare that I buy tools. Um, it's also very strange that this all kind of falls around the time where I'm not drinking during the week anymore. Like I'm, mm. I'm legit sticking to um, only drinking on the weekends for like a month now, but I don't know. I, I feel like that might be a vice that, you know, I'm not drinking, so I need to be doing something else. And that other thing is like, Oh, I, there, there was this I needed to buy. And there was this I wanted to buy. And Oh, I, I want to try one of these. Right. So let's talk about the first thing. Um, this is kind of a good example, right? <laughs> I legitimately just got this in the mail today. This is a Grex, uh, staple gun. So your T50 stapler, this mm -hmm. is an air version of that. And you can use different sizes as well. Why did I buy this? Because at some point I'm going to need it. Right. And like oh the, well, no, what I was thinking about is like the, the, the panels that I'm going to make for the ceiling. Yes. When I put, I have a T50 manual staple gun. I'm not going <laughs> to sit there and, you know, staple all those things down. I just want to air tool go down the list. Right. And then I'm like, I want to do some other stuff later with some leather upholstery. It's like, yeah, I might, why not have one, right? That right there is a tool that I absolutely could live without 100%, right? So why did I buy it? Well, that kind of goes in line with, I don't know. Lately, I just feel like I need to be new. I've been on US Tool and Fastener lately a lot. Let's just put it that way. Like a lot looking at things. But I digress. I'm going to tell you my first tool. Uh, it's one that we've, uh, that I've discussed before, um, but it's going to be the drill press. If I was to get rid of any major tool in my shop today, drill press would go. Um, and why is that? Because I, the only reason I really use a drill press is to drill, uh, hinge cup holes. That's it. Like that's the only thing that I use it for. I'm the, the stuff that I do. I just don't do a lot that I think really requires perfectly, you know, perpendicular holes. And like, I have the same 35 millimeter bit in that still. I mean, I don't, I can't remember the last time I, you know, changed it out. Um, it's just a tool that, you know, definitely I could do without. And, and a good example of that is I already went from uh, the floor standing model to the benchtop model. Cause I was like, I don't need this. This is way more capacity than I'm ever going to need. I don't need it. Let's get rid of it. So I got rid of it. I got the benchtop <laughs> one. It's a great drill press. I just, I think I'd be just fine without it. Now, if my skills progress one day, maybe I would regret that and have to get another one. But for me, I could, I could definitely do without it for what, I, for what I do. And that benchtop drill press is probably the heaviest drill press i've ever picked up <laughs> that thing's that thing is solid yeah i feel like this <laughs> i almost feel like this is heavier than the powermatic i had which i know is definitely not the case mm. but it's just every time i try to move it i'm like god this thing sucks and it's just awkward but great tool 100 could do without it so why did you get it then because <laughs> it's awesome because he wasn't drinking during the week <laughs> Yeah. No, I got it because 
it's one of those things, you know, I'm like, well, I need a drill press. It does make things easier. And when I do a lot of cabinet stuff, it's excellent to have. Um, it's really, really nice to have, but I sold the other one and I just used the money to buy a benchtop one. Cause at the time I was like, Oh, I have the space and this is just going to be better because now I can put it on a bench top. And I wasn't thinking about it the way that I think about it now at that time. I've had it for a while. So when I bought that, it wasn't like, could I really live without this? Like I wasn't even thinking about that, but now looking at it, I'm like, okay, I've had this for a long time and I barely ever used the dang thing. So that's my first one, Ben, you give us one. You know, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to cop out of the topic. I mean, cause I, I can talk about the table saw, but there isn't anything in my shop that I could do without. Um, I, I feel like I'm, well, for one, I, I'm not making as much as probably most people are, at least right now I'm not. Um, but I feel that I'm a little bit more deliberate about my tool purchases. And uh, I, I really wait before I buy something. Unless, unless it is something I need, like right there in the moment, like if something broke or something like that. But I mean, cause you presented this topic to us this weekend and I mean, I legitimately just went into my shop and just looked around at everything. And I'm like, there's, there's literally nothing that I have not used in the last month and a half or, or two okay, months really. Let me interrupt you. I'm not yeah. going to accept that answer. And here's why I want you to think of it, not if you, that you need to get rid of something, even if it's a tool that you do use, like think of a tool that if you didn't have that, you would be okay. So like, what's a tool that, you know what I mean? Like not, I'm saying yeah. you need to get rid of a tool. What's it going to be? Cause you're right. Like you, you're, you're very deliberate, but also think back to your previous experience too. Right in your last shop, like if the tools, when you were woodworking before you're this time around is a little bit different for you, right? You went into it knowing I'm going to get these things and I know I'm going to use them, but like, what's a tool that you do have that, you know, if you didn't uh, have it, you'd be fine. Oh, well, I mean, obviously the Conturo, I'd be fine without it. Good one. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's an applicator. Um, could I, could I do the same thing with, with a press on well yeah uh, edge bending yes sedge <laughs> sinner yeah. sinner i wasn't telling you to mention well, the contour well, but i'm just kidding <laughs> sinner well but i mean but but ultimately it's 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 an applicator and there are other ways of doing it now do i want to do that as a press on uh no because it takes forever to do that and out of anything in my shop, the thing that I value the most is my time. And if there's a tool that, that I enjoy just using and it saves me time and it's precise, well, hell yeah, I'm going to buy it. Um, because when I, when I am selling things on my Etsy store, it, it's all sheet goods. And so it's all edge banded for the most part. I have a few live edge things, but I mean, that's literally the only reason why I have the contours is to save me time. And it's fun to use. Like I'm just gonna say, it's fun to use. Um, I kind of I freaked mean, I, out. I kind of freaked out, Ben, when I found out you had a Contoro. Yeah, why is that? 
You're not the average person that buys a Contoro. Why? Because I'm the, not a the average um, person that buys man? a Contoro. The average person that buys a Contoro has a shop with edge banners, but they buy it for the outside radius and inside radius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that. contouring. Yeah, but I, I, you know what? I was like blown away that you owned one. I thought that was wicked cool. But could if, you? If do I it didn't without it, absolutely. Oh well, yeah, of course. Yeah, for but sure. What I want to no, right. I'll put yeah. it like this. I never want to edge band any other way than with the contour room. Same. Um, it's that's just, why it's I borrowed Jason's. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, if had, had I not gotten that thing for such a steal, I wouldn't have it. That that's the only reason why I got it. I, I got it ungodly underpriced, and the MFT table to go with it. So that's the only reason oh. why. You I did have, buy it. You do have the table for the MFT mm-hmm. for the contour. That's yeah, that, bad. that's the phone. That's that's what my second MFT is. It, it it's the oh. one that came with the contour. Cool. And so when I whenever I want to use it on the tabletop, I just set up my STM eighteen hundred and throw the the contour MDF top on top of that and just clamp it down and use that. Oh, that's um, wicked smart. Yeah. Oh wow! And so if I really wanted to, I could have three, three MFT level surfaces to work on. Um, That's cool. Obviously, I, I I haven't had a table saw for four years now. Save that one. And what's that? You said the contour. It's Sedge's turn. Oh, okay. Oh, and do one at a time. The, yeah, let's do one at a time. That way, one person's not talking. Sedge, what's Usually what's, that's me. What's a tool that you could that you could do without besides Jason? <laughs> <laughs> well played. So when well we were done, discuss, when we were discussing this topic, um, this is really tough for me because I have sold stuff before and then I've needed it right uh, within a month <laughs> and it drives me freaking crazy and I don't touch it for like two three years. So I'm going to, I'm going to name one that I've had for, I bought at a really cool low price. It was a Performax 1632 drum sander. You know, it's sitting on top of that uh, set of drawers I made. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying, I'm going to do some bent lamination, bent lamination. And I wanted to sand it, but with the festival system, you really don't need to sand it because of the way the tracks are cuts with barely any saw blade marks. Right. So um, I bought it um, uh, from a guy who I used to know 22 years ago. He's a welder. He passed away. His wife called me right before the garage sale started and said, Blackie had said, you get first dibs with another one of my friends, Dave. We went over and I bought the 1632 and went home, ran it a few times. It's got the Baldor motor on it. It's just, it's got such a sentimental, sentimental value to me and i just i'm gonna i think i'm gonna part with it but for the life of me man i just it still works great you know you can still get parts for it it's a wonderful machine can i live without it i have for 22 years yeah (laughs) right yeah well it's lived with me because I've moved it from one shop to another in Florida and then up here to, you know, Indiana. But have I used it really? No. 
Not at all. So I'm going to part with it, I think, uh, soon. But I, I have a couple other things, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. I think you're up, Jace. Oh. It's funny. I felt like I was totally prepared for this, and now I'm like looking around like, what else would I? Because I think, I think the majority of the tools that realistic, like we're thinking big tools, right? Cause it's the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I could open up five drawers right now and find something in every drawer that I could absolutely live, live without. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Drum sander for me was obviously another one. Um, but you already said that one. And I've, I've talked about that nauseam why I could do without a drum sander. I'm gonna miter saw. I okay, Patrick. Oh, see. Okay, see. Patrick. No, <laughs> you, you have your um, your MFT setup. Yeah. So for me, now again, to caveat what Ben said earlier about I wouldn't want to live without it. Yeah, neither would I. Right. That's not the point of this conversation. I absolutely do not want to be without one, but I could get by without it because of the work that I do and this, the setup that I have here at my uh, assembly table, I could cross cut everything I needed to cross cut and get just as good a results on my assembly table. It's not going to be as fast, but I I agree with on that. I could probably do the same. Yeah. Again, to be clear, I don't want to No, God, no. I don't want to, but I could totally get by without it easily. Miter saw. Agreed. Agreed. Because like I agree to disagree. Okay, so perfect. Here we go. So me and Ben agree. You clearly are the opposite. You tell me why for you again, because this is very individual mm-hmm. based, right? Mm-hmm. Um answer this for me. And we'll talk about the Capex specifically in this scenario, because all of us have the Capex. Mm-hmm. What does the Capex excel at, Sedge? Time. In I, regard uh, to what? Um, if I walk up and I'm uh, cutting some two-by material to do five-degree cuts for a ramp, um, I'm not setting up my MFT to do that. I walk right over my Capex, and it's literally five seconds for each board. Uh, if I set up an MFT, yeah, it's going to take me probably me probably three or four minutes to set up an MFT properly, accurately, and then cut. I don't want to waste that three, four, five minutes to do that. I, I just I cannot work without a chop saw. It's okay, just, so cutting cutting angles, um, cutting crown, mm-hmm. uh, nested. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Okay. Um, it's can you cut a wide crown, but then you have to dial in your saw and your angle unit. Uh, your saw at uh, 31.6 or I th- yeah, 31, whatever they are, if it's a perfect 90 to get that is, ooh, is that tough? But you have the capability yeah. to do some wide, wide stuff. And, you know, in Vegas, they do that foam crown. Uh, that's huge uh, in the casinos. And they use the MFT because they can cut these really wide crown boards, but you got to dial in. It was at 34.5 and 31.9 or something like that. Yes. That, 
That's what I was going to say is it's definitely possible in MFT, but God, it would take a long time to dial that in. Well, what I wanted to, what, what I wanted, I was hoping he would say is talking about crown, right? So again, going back to me and my shop, so angles and cutting molding, right? Th those are the two that, yeah. you know, Sedge would say in his shop, he cannot live without, right? They, it saves him time. Going back to that, for me and my shop, one, I, I, I'm not cutting crown. And if I ever need to, I'm just going to go to usage because mm -hmm. screw all that. I'll let you cut all of it because you know yeah. what you're doing. Well, but it's, it's any molding. Getting a rail to rest on that profile is tough as heck right. where you just are bringing that blade down to the profile, whether right. it's small chair rail, corner round, anything. Sorry. No, I, I wanted I wanted to have that discussion because that's important for people listening. Is they're like, well, could I live without a miter saw? And then they're like, wait, no, I do a lot of that stuff, so no, I could never live without. You know what I mean? Yep. I'll, for uh, me I'll, and my shop, I could live without it. I'll take it a step further. When you're doing base, uh, say you're doing an outside uh, mita, where do you mark it? You mark it at the very top, and you stand it up, okay, and you can bring your blade or your laser down to it. Where when you're cutting it on the MFT, it's hard to line up right. on the top of it because you got to lay it flat. So it's, I understand. Uh, we've had this discussion with Patrick because Patrick isn't a believer in uh, miter saws. He I, has one, by the way. He does. He, he does. just doesn't it's believe they exist. He's like he's like one of those flat earthers, but it's like a, a miter sawers. He just oh doesn't think they actually exist. Maybe it's Michelle's miter saw and not his. It probably is. That whole yeah. shop is Michelle's. Not his. Yeah. By the um, way, his shop's looking good, man. He was sent me yeah. pitches. So it's it's funny because I I actually asked him. You mentioned him and with the miter saw when I was over there last weekend. Or, yeah, last weekend, weekend before, I was I was like, "You have a miter saw, Patrick? Like, why are you always saying you don't have one?" He's like, "Yeah, that's only for, you know, when I cut baseboards and stuff for the house." And I'm like. Wow, so you have that, that like on a stand right. rolling around in your in your shop just because you... all right honey it's it's uh it's september it's time to change all the baseboards in the house yeah. <laughs> i gotta bring up my, my matter saw now yeah but it was i just thought it was funny but you know the, hey he he gets by without it and has got by without a long time and i've seen the stuff that he makes and you know oh, he, he could argue like i don't need a miter saw to build this stuff well he didn't you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a miter saw is my second one. I got to, if we do a third one, I got to think of one more. Ben, your turn. Oh, mine's table saw. And I have done without it for four years now. There, there have been probably I can count on one hand how many times in the last four years, I wish I had a table saw not because I didn't have the capability to do it, but because it just would have been quicker for what I was trying to do. Mm. Like if I was trying to do just some really quick thin rips, it would have been easier just to, to knock them out real quick. But those kind of jobs are far and few between. It would, yeah, I, I've gotten by without a table saw for, for years now. So. Cool. My turn? Yep. Okay. So here's, a, here's kind of an out for people. If you're looking to get rid of something and part with it, I did a video should, uh, on my corrugated stapler. I know if you guys saw it on SedgeTool, should I keep it or sell it? No, should I keep it or sell it? When I bought this, this pass load corrugated stapler was 20 years old. So now uh, it's like 45 years old. Now. 
Damn. Okay. I bought it from a cop in Fort Lauderdale and he gave me 10,000 corrugated staples with it. And I bought it with a bunch of different nailers. He gave me a great deal. I think I paid a hundred for like five nailers and all the staples, whatever. I used 2000 of those staples and that's a lot of staples, put some frames together that I needed to do. And I have moved it from one shop to another in Fort Lauderdale. And then I moved it up here and it sat and sat and I was moving it all around. So you know what you do? You give it away. And I finally, I did the video and I finally gave it to my buddy, Jordan from uh, bare knuckle builds with the caveat. <laughs> if I ever need to use it. <laughs> so there you go. Give it to someone you like locally, <laughs> locally. locally. And if you, so now he's storing it for me. <laughs> I see how you're doing it now, Sarah. No, you want to know something? I, I've given so much away in the last two years. Uh, Big D has gotten a ton of stuff. Uh, Jordan is getting a lot of stuff, and these guys are just real appreciative of it. So, you're, it's almost like you're you're doing like a Ponzi scheme, but with tools. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey! I needed storage. I needed space. It's it's. It's a Sedgley scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Sedge scheme. <laughs> okay. Okay. On to you again. This is live without it roulette. Up with you, Jason. Okay. Uh, I just thought of this one. Trigger clamps. Ah. Mm. Man, people's heads are going to explode on that one. Ooh. I believe. Yeah. Just so you know, everybody. Stop what you're doing and hear me out. I do think you can have enough clamps. People's heads just exploded right now. Trigger I, clamps, though. Yeah. I could do without them. No problem. No problem at all. Matter of fact, I am doing without them now. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? Boy, you guys really get me thinking, man, when we start talking about this and we've had decluttering conversation ben before you really get have me two, thinking i have two trigger clamps and that's it that's been fine yeah I, i've gotten by with those for two or three years now I, I have parallel clamps but yeah where'd you get those from um sedge gave them to me actually yeah <laughs> a tall sedge with a little bit of hair mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, it was some guy that like secretly took a Pony Jorgensen brain deal, and he just gave me all of his cave bodies. Yeah, right. Um, now, so in my new shop, I don't have any. Uh, I, I went to the the Woodpecker's clamp racket system, um, and I fit everything that wasn't a trigger clamp. Um, Wait a so, minute, this that kind of seems like a cop out. Show me, show me what it is. What are you talking about? So you're just talking about the storage system is yeah. what you went to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why'd you say yeah like that? Yeah. 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 I did. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. understand yeah. what was what? unclear about that. What? Whatever. So so why why not trigger clamps? Well, one, because when I was putting all my clamps up there, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna since I don't have unlimited storage space with this new system, I'm like, I'm gonna go with the clamps that I know I use all the time. Well, for me, that is parallel clamps, F style. F style clamps and the uni clamps. Um, and so I have a whole like tub full of trigger clamps. Now I still have them, 
right? Mm -hmm. They're just down in my basement now. I'm not going to store them in the shop because I don't need them. But I, I look back and I'm like, when do I even use trigger clamps at this point? The only time I ever reach for a trigger clamp is if like I'm in the middle of something and I'm like, have one hand to do it with. And I'm like, I just need to get this, you know, clamp down real quick. Right. But other than that, I find them finicky. I find them. Well, and you're not, you're also not doing a whole lot of like smaller work. Most of your stuff is paneling and big, long pieces and wide pieces. None of it is really, you know, you know, it's what's funny about a uh, pair uh, trigger clamps, trigger clamps are the, are the, the first clamp you're going to use at entry, right? Because they're readily available, they're easily accessible, and they are inexpensive for the most part. They're way less expensive than other style clamps. Same thing with F-style clamps. Then you people start using other things like pipe clamps and parallel clamps. Wait, and all what do you mean, stuff. you people? You people, yeah. So um, once I started using those other clamps and realizing how much I liked them, trigger clamps just kind of, you know, fell to the wayside. Um, you, you don't, I just, never I don't have a big need for them for like around the house for stuff. That's what I'm saying. If it's like some off the wall, oddball thing, I just need to hold something in place real quick. Cause I'm doing something like, but it's not, I'm not using them on furniture. I'm not using them on a build. Um, maybe in like a dry fit that doesn't have any sort of fasteners or dominoes or anything. And I'm like, just trying to kind of hold it in place for a second, but even then I'm going to grab an F style clamp. So yeah, I just trigger clamps as I was looking around. I'm like, that's exactly what I opened up my drawer that has some other clamp stuff, like, um, the jaws for the parallel clamps to do angled clamps, mm -hmm. uh, do uh, glue ups that kind of, and I, as soon as I opened it, I was like trigger clamps, boom, I could absolutely do away or do or do without those. Okay. Ben, what do you got? I would say mine is probably the, the Fuji Q5, the sprayer. That I, I purchased that mainly because I wanted to I wanted to have a three phase that I could push um, some latex paint out with whenever I, I paint my basement, but also um, to to spray finish down quicker quicker. Like that's literally the only reason why I did it is because I got tired of hand painting all of my stools. Um, so that's probably the one that I could do without, but again, it's another you paint one of your stools. Yeah. Every time yeah, I'm in the bathroom, like, I just scoop it up weird. out of the toilet and I paint wow, like faces really on them and I'll leave them out to dry. So that way I, I can play with touch my stool. Stool art. Yeah. Leo does that too. <laughs> now, um, I mean, and again, not that I would want to get rid of it, but, it's something that I don't necessarily need, but it is something that it, it's great to have because of it makes things easier and quicker. So what about you, Sedge? Well, I'm going to bring it around to a festival tool that I can definitely live without. Um, yeah. How about that? RO 125, the Rotex uh, 125. I have no need for it. Um, I have an RO 150 and RO 90. And everything else, all the other sand, uh, festival sanders get me what I need to get. I just don't need the RO125. Somebody asked I'm, me, I'm with the, you on that. What's the one you, what's one sander I should get? I always recommend the 150 because it's uh, about 32% more surface area than the 125. So, yeah, I am, I am totally with you on that. And I, that, now you just reminded me late, lately, I've been 
spending money. Now I know I'm going to order the Rotex 150 and sell the 125. You, you don't you have a 150? That. Yeah, I thought no, you I have had a 150. No, I have a 125. I oh, bought. I, I got the ETS EC 150, and ever since I got that, oh. I'm like, why do I still have the uh, Rotex 125? Yeah, I just threw and away my, a bunch of 150s. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. My reasoning for it Which was. My reasoning for it was, well, I still have the ETS 125 for the edge sander, but I'm like, I'll just keep all my paper for that and uh, get the Rotex 150. I might buy it from you. Okay. Sold. 700 bucks. Already... Oh, well, right. find one online. Go ahead. Tell me how much it costs. I'll just buy a new one. Back ordered. I know. Find one. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not in a rush. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a good deal. I'll give you $10 off what it would cost new. And I will touch it before I send it to you. Ooh. So I'll, I'll, that makes it worth at least I'll, 70 million. I'll, I'll sneeze on it and make it, make it worth more. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll put, I'll put in like a worn undershirt in the sustainer so you can always smell me. All right. Bef- we're, we're doing really good, guys. Now let's all name one thing that we can't live without to end this you want me to go first okay yeah you yeah. can go first i've this already is, got mine this is hard because i have so many that i would say but i'm going to say the cordless track saw from festival it's a good one Ooh, that's a good one it's a good one tracks on general but that one specifically yeah yeah that, it's, that it's will a, never leave my shop that's a great track saw I so could not live without that. One of my videos. God, yeah. this question sucks. Yeah, <laughs> because there's, I mean, there's so many things. Like I could have said, you know, I, I, I'll save it. Go ahead. You could have said oxygen. You know, <gasps> like we Ooh. all need, we all need that. You know, Ooh. especially in the shop. I was gonna say, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tool that I could not live without. I know he's such a tool. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I want to, in the sense of we couldn't replace it with any, anything or just like right now as it is, I couldn't do anything without this thing. If somebody came and stole this tonight, I'd be like, crap, man. Yes. Like, like that? Okay. Something okay. you just, um, yeah, would totally destroy devastated. your workflow. Yeah. You'd be devastated. Oh, oh the, the MFT with the hands down. Oh, wow. That's a good one too. That is okay. that is the heart of my workshop is the MFT. I do everything off of that. Even though I have I hit my cable. I have switches everywhere. Ooh. You guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. We can hear you. Are you still there? Yeah, I am. I just it stopped recording on Audacity. That's fine. Um yeah, the, the MFT, I, I do everything off of that when I'm... That makes a lot of sense. Down there, like like anything, anything with the motorcycle, anything with woodworking, anything with just being in the basement and I need to put something somewhere, I, I go to the MFT and that's what I do it off of. Like everything. So MFT3. What about you, Sedge? Okay, I want you guys to guess. <laughs> Weightlifting stuff. Okay, ding. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say your your bench, 
Your hand plane bench? Ooh, that's a good one. Jason, you know it. I mean, I can't, I, I can't say hand planes because you got like 5,000 of them. Vaxus? Jason is in deep thought. Uh, Lee Nielsen, four and a half. Oh, okay. I, I was like, I, I bet I'll, you it's something to do with hand tools, like, but no, it's not going to be that obvious. I, I I'll don't. I'll sit there thinking. I was like, I, that, but that was like, a good guess. favorite number? That was a really good guess is that my hand plane bench because I that everything that's my benchmark. Uh, duh. Everything I work off of that. But that Lee Nielsen four and a half it has so much sentimental value. And I would be devastated. I could never get rid of it. Yeah. So every one of my fest tools, absolutely. I, I'd be devastated with a without my track saw, without my God, that was such a great answer, Ben. That MFT. That is a great answer. But for me, it's a hand tool and it's the lead nails with four and a half. Because I everything I build, I touch with that usually. I love how none of us said domino. Well, you know, I actually thought of that saying that, but I... Mm. It's like a no-brainer. It's almost one of those tools that you... <laughs> you know what I should have said, actually? The lamello. because I, 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 I thought you were. <laughs> But you lose Keith as a I can't friend. live without it, guys. I cannot live without it. It is still in the sustainer with the little tie around the power cable. Ridiculous. That's funny. But when you How's use that, me? you are going to be blown away because that's an amazing machine. Yeah. I, I'd like to get some time to come out here you know, sometime soon and just play with it a little bit. But when, when I go to IWF, Keith is actually going to be working at the lamello booth and i told him the other day i was like hey man um so i just want to let you know i'm going to come by the lamello booth and i want you to show me how to use this lamello everything that it does uh you know because i still haven't opened it up out of the sustainer <laughs> since i bought it in december of last year it is now july nice God. Jason, do you do you prefer to wipe your ass with a thousand dollar bills or a hundred dollar bills? Uh, I don't. I prefer to have somebody else wipe my ass. Oh, ding ding! Oh man! Wow! But when they do, thousand dollar bills are a lot softer. It, it's a higher thread count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there oh. anything else you guys can live without in the shot? I the Vaxis. I could live without it. I don't uh -huh. want to. I don't want to, but I could. Um, just because it definitely makes things much easier. It does, but I mean, at the end of the day, it is a, something that holds your material, right? I have other ways to hold material. The way I like to hold the material the most is the vaxis so i wouldn't want to be without it but i i could 100 i could get by without it but it would suck <laughs> see i thought you were gonna say something else festool that you sold earlier this year what'd you sell what a... ts75 oh no i'm totally oh. fine without that yeah i'm same here yeah I, that's I, why I got rid of it. I think if, <clears throat> yeah, 
I don't, I don't, I don't use thick enough material to need it. And when they and the, came out with the, the thin kerf blade, yeah, and it cuts say, things yeah. just as good, if not better, than that seventy-five. At that point, there was absolutely no reason for me to do it. Now, if somebody's cutting two-inch thick material or more, or putting and putting, if you're doing big like eight-quarter conference tables or river tables or something like that, and you're doing waterfall edges and all that kind of stuff, then yeah, seventy-five is the choice. Um, I get that question all the time. Thinking about getting a TS seventy-five or fifty-five. What do you think? First thing I ask them what do you normally, what, how thick of material do you normally work with? Oh, you know, three quarter, one inch. I'm like TS 55, no doubt. Then when they say I do a lot of stuff with eight quarter, I'm like TS 75. And it really boils down to like the bevel portion of it. It's exactly why I own one. Yeah. But for me, I'm never cutting anything that thick and, and mm -hmm. have to meet a bevel. And when I do, I'll just borrow yours. I, that's what I knew you were going to say. <laughs> it's always there for you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Ben, did you have anything else? Um, I, I had something, but it got derailed once we started talking about the 75. Yeah. It no, some, some, sometimes you have tools that you can't live without because you need them and you use them once every five years, you know, and you don't want to have to go out and get another one. Sawzall, right? There you go. Yeah. There's one. It's a good one. I, I have one. And, and again, yeah, I use it. Once every couple of years, but when I have it, I'm glad I have it. Same thing e with the chainsaw. Exactly, exactly. Do you use a, a oscillating tool all the time, like a Vectoro? No, mm. but we all own one. I'll tell you right now, I could not live without that damn thing. You're I, damn I right. I don't have one. I don't it, have it one gets, yet. It gets you in a position. It gets you out of situations. I, that's a must-have for me. Yeah, you I'm, I'm going to get one I, in, a, in a couple months. Do I use one all the time? No. Anytime uh, you need it, it is ooh. the perfect tool for the job. Absolutely. 100%. And there's also been times since I've owned it that I went to go use the multi-tool or uh, that I didn't use the multi-tool. And I'm like, why didn't I use that? This would have been mm -hmm. perfect for it, but it is, it's one of the most versatile tools out there in my opinion. Hey, this is Ben inviting you to join our growing podcast community over on Patreon. As a member of our community, you'll get early and ad-free access to each episode, as well as invites to our monthly group call with the community. Also, you'll be able to participate in the direction of the show by submitting your questions for upcoming episodes, as well as pitching some great product ideas for Hans to read in the mid-roll ad. Use the links in the show notes below, and we'll see you on Patreon. Jason, or said you two, do you guys have any, any hateful internet comments this week? Ooh. And he get I have, bent? I have one, and I just found it. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I want you to listen to the sultry tones of my voice. <laughs> I'm I've traveled all the way from from Germany to tell you something. It's time to get bent. Okay. Show us your hatreds, Jason. Yeah. Show you, show you my hatreds. All right. I've only got one tonight. Um, this one is from my 10 useful woodworking tools slash accessories. Uh, 
This person states, this product is made for children. Cheap, soft plastic manufactured improperly such that feeding the strap through the device is nearly impossible. Another Chinese product fail and a company that sells it doesn't care about you. Just take the money and run, Bessie. <laughs> if they something refer- is awesome and impossible to use, why would, children, why would they market it to children? They, yeah, right. so so your, strap your comment makes absolutely no sense, sir. Please strengthen your <laughs> argument before is commenting. The, is that the strapping clamp? The, yeah, the, the, yeah, the strap clamp. For like doing like mitered corners, mitered yeah. boxes. Yeah. yeah, that thing is amazing. By the it way, it is. It's yeah. great. Yeah, they're hey, great. That person has no clue. Yeah, maybe the older one had some issues. I have the newer. I have both, but the old, the um, old one, mine, uh, it it kept on breaking, and then they redesigned it. And the redesign was mm-hmm. good. Oh, hold on. Uh oh. Do you have a live one for us? Just in. Hmm. I don't really know if I should read this one. Who is it from, Patrick? No, it's on my lighting video. It's actually my most recent comment. But yeah, now I'll read it to you guys afterwards. I'm not going to read it on here. Okay. This is not the place. Mm. But yeah, that's the only one I got. Cool. Nope. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 46 of the Green Suiters podcast. If you're okay, listening to this doing... on free feeds, what? Are you going to talk about bee, beers of the bees? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're listening to this on free feeds, be sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. For all of our patrons, don't forget that July 29th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're doing beers with the boys. We hope to see everyone there. If you want to join us for Beers and the Boys, become a patron at any tier level, and you'll get an invite. You get to hang out with me, Jason, Sedge, the rest of the patrons, and pretty much all that happens is we just pick on Jason the whole time. It's wonderful. If you you want a live chance to just make fun of Jason, to point out all of his faults as a human being, that's the time to do it. And we always tell, and we drink to every time we say retirement, don't we? That's right. Yep. That's right. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. Um, we should try to figure out a way to like have people write testimonials on beers with the boys and put it somewhere. I, I'll tell you what, I have such a great time on those Friday nights. It's so much daggone yeah. fun. There's a lot of fun hanging out with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's it. Talk to you guys later. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.